You want to make fifty to forty thousand dollars a year talking about Star Wars? <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Rise, Ground, Repeat. In today's episode, we talked to Tyler Wagner, who's a former MLB pitcher, who's now diving into the digital marketing game. Talk about why and what he's learned so far. Let's dive right in. like you're, you're doing a lot of marketing business, uh, just some of the posts that you're doing and it just it made me interested. What are you doing? I, I love this stuff. And so really just want to get into what are, what are you doing? You mentioned you just kind of retired. So what does, what does that look like? What are you doing as you move forward and just seeing where the conversation goes and, and yeah. So, so you mentioned the, the Shopify store. What, what is the store? What are you doing? What, how did it start? Kind of would love to just hear uh, yeah, so so I retired about two three months ago, um, and and kind of just fell on the opportunity. Uh, I helped uh, Trevor Bauer; he's a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Um, I helped his media company kind of film some stuff um, that they were doing up here in Scottsdale during spring training. Uh, so it kind of just went there just to kind of make conversation and you know try to understand what he was doing with with his media company because mm-hmm. I saw you know they were going to do some pretty big things. Um, so I developed a relationship with him and, and kind of told him my thoughts on uh you know that i was thinking about retiring and and you know he offered me a job to do his his marketing and endorsement deals um you know full-time so i'm on with him full-time uh doing kind of like his content creation fan engagement uh all of his merchandise um and kind of just develop ways to grow his social and grow his presence um you know in cleveland and then throughout the whole united states and then uh you know three to five year plan global um so you know on with him doing his stuff uh right now the the focus is kind of you know creating collaborations with you know some of the players and some of the influencers i know in the baseball space um so you know doing like question and answers and Mm -hmm. and uh you know stadium tours kind of that sort of thing to grow his youtube his you know his Twitter's pretty big. His Instagram's getting there. Um, so just developing, you know, strategies and the, kind of the content um, designed to really grow his socials. But um, the merchandise is is something we see you know, a big need for in, in the baseball space. Um, so we're kind of testing it with his and then hopefully we're moving on to, um, other guys that need that as well. But that's the Shopify, um, store with, with, you know, some of the unique stuff that he's designed. Um, we just released uh, a product. Um, one of his teammates got diagnosed with leukemia. Um, so we created the shirt around there where hundred percent of proceeds are going towards that cause. And, uh, that one did 21,000 in seven days. Yeah. Wow. So there's, I mean, there's big, big stuff, and especially on the uh, charity side of it, is is being able to, uh, you know, donate to stuff that these guys are passionate about, and and uh, cool. a Shopify store and, and merchandise, you know, allows that to be. Well, were some of the things you guys did for that that 21k in seven days? Um, That's all organic. All organic. Um, yeah, all, 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 all organic on his social. Or um, no, just, no, just literally just, just him yeah. posting. Uh-huh. Dang. 
So, and then we, you know, we have a good uh, size email marketing um, mm-hmm. that I do as well um, from his previous, you know, uh, sales before. And, and then, you know, some, some other emails we've gathered through, you know, fan interaction, yeah. stuff like that. So that was a good little initial um, start is, is the email list. But, um, you know, we've, we've seen how big it could be, um, you know, with you know, retargeting for people, you know, not only in Cleveland, but, you know, people that are fans of, you know, the uh, athlete that were, you know, donating toward, donating toward his charity, that athlete where we could retarget, you know, based on the fans liking him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a bunch of different things that um, we have in mind, but I just have no idea how to do. So all the, all those sales are from, you know, organic him posting him, you know, doing under, you know, uh, describing what the charity is for and, and kind of um, we're also doing, you know, a bunch of different organic ways that he's wearing the t-shirts that he's coming out with, you know, two or three weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. So he kind of gets that hype of, you know, Know, dang where do I get that shirt and then you know we release it and it's kind of like a big hype around that so it's all organic right now but we're trying to figure out ways how to expand that's cool um yeah word that you just touched on the retargeting I absolutely love it it's I mean it's man it's so underutilized and like for example you just said the organic stuff how you guys are posting two weeks in advance I did you could set up uh, uh audiences that anyone that engages with that post you don't even need to put any money behind it just throw it out there and then as, as people engage with it and literally Facebook's engagement is if they stop for like two or three seconds or more. And so you can build this audience and then when the shirt drops, you could literally retarget them and say, remember that from two weeks ago? Just dropped. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, the, uh, I mean, just, it's amazing what you can do with, with all the different ad platforms. I mean, just the video part alone. I mean, there's a lot you can do. Again, you can retarget people that watch 25% or the whole video and, and there's a lot you can do. But one thing that it sounds pretty interesting, it sounds like there's, I mean, content production, distribution, analytics, a little bit of everything. And so it's, have you done more than just the video side? It sounds like you've been doing a little bit more than just video, right? Content creation. Yeah. I mean, we, I try to get as much fan engagement as possible you know so so on his you know the content side of it asking you know questions you know relating to the post you know we've we've created a whole strategy around um you know creating the the instagram stories um based on the city that he's going towards so you know we i have travel you know uh ig stories set up to where he's going to toronto yesterday so now it shows you know on the on the ig story a little plane going to toronto and then we could do you know other stuff like um, you know whether he's in Detroit, and we're asking, you know, his his audience what their favorite restaurants are in Detroit, and it just kind of more engagement stuff to make Love the it. fans feel like you know they're part of his journey and, and part of the process. So, just coming up with those ways, and then scheduling out those posts, and, and having all that you know set in stone um, to eventually where you know we have that process down, and then we can go you know to the other guys that need need that um, you know on their social medias and, yeah. and kind of give them the blueprint blueprint. For, for what we've done. And so would you are, you, are you guys looking to create kind of like a an athlete's um, marketing company where basically you just help people? I mean, man, I've been saying this for a while. I mean, just anyone in pro sports, I mean, you have such an audience already just because of who you're around. And I mean, is that what you're looking to do is maybe help people? And are you, are you guys able to do stuff as people are playing? I mean... 
is there, is there anything that you guys can do while anyone's playing? Um, uh, there's, there, you know, there's certain know things that the, yeah, the players' union uh, prevents you from doing as far as, you know, selling merchandise with two or more players or three or more players so you can't use you know those gotcha. you can't use a team in a picture that you're selling merchandise for or else you know you're gonna get banged on that um there's there's some other different things but um you know i think we're the game's in a very unique situation of of popularity decreasing and and um you know fans thinking the game's too long and fans you know not thinking it's boring so mm-hmm. we're in a very unique situation where i think we're going to be able to um take advantage of that i guess if that's the right yeah. word yeah. um take advantage leverage of that. the opportunity leverage, that's, a, that's a better <laughs> that's a better way to put it leverage the opportunity of um you know disengaged fans to where we can try to bring them back in and make them fans of uh, not only trevor bauer but baseball in general so doing those different techniques um and then being able to do that for for a good amount of guys in the mlb um because we see a a big need in it in the mlb is is going to be huge yeah no that's huge what part of all everything you've been doing have you liked the most um Anything in particular? I, I like the idea, and and I haven't been able to execute on it yet because my attention has been elsewhere. But um, I like the idea of, of going to a brand, um, call it a, a protein powder, and going to them and, and finding unique ways to quote unquote advertise with athletes. So doing more of organic stuff um, like you know daily routines so we could create a daily routine youtube series where he you know we're we're doing a video once a week of you know him working out what he does for recovery what he does for you know um endurance all these different things and then it's kind of incorporated with the protein powder or it's brought to you by you know muscle milk with a with a watermark in the in the bottom left so it's not just a hey this is my endorsement I'm Trevor Bauer about, you know, I'm with muscle milk. It's more of like an organic content reach that, you know, we're creating the content behind. And he um, has a media company that he owns as well to to be able to create that content for him um, based on those deals. So ideally, yeah. those those would work hand in hand. And I would like to be able to to be in charge of those um, content ideas to, to really bring it organically. Gotcha. So you're more on the, you, you like thinking through the overall content strategy more so than the, Hey, company XYZ, we have person one, two, three, who can, in, who can be an influencer and help you do sales. You like to help them produce the content that can then make the sales. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah, have it be one to where we agree on the content with the sales and then it just kind of works and everybody gets, you know, what they're desired out of that. Um, you know, the athlete gets the content to be able to put on his social media for his fans to see, you know, his workouts, his daily routines, his question and answers, all those different things is providing the content for him. And then on the top of that, that, that content is produced essentially at cost by the company who's sponsoring that. So it's just a win-win. Yeah, that's, yeah, that that's a total win-win, man. That's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. So how, how are you guys actually getting paid from this? Is it based off of sales? Is it just a contractual agreement that you get X amount of posts? It's kind of how, how are you guys leveraging that partnership? Um, or is it more so you guys are getting awareness from it? And then from that, you're driving back to your merchant store and then trying to get sales that way. Yeah. So I think we're, we're still coming up with the kind of overall guidelines as to what we do. There's 
I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways that companies do it. Um, I know a lot of them are tracking sales with you know discount codes and stuff like that. Um, I think that's more for like the micro influencer kind of kind of business where they have to really track the sales based on you know the code that they're giving them based on trying to justify the the ad spend on their influencer mm-hmm. account um, a lot of the companies that we deal with now are, are really trying to trade on brand so it's not really tracking it based on numbers it's more of like a this is what we have you know to increase our brand awareness and let's give that to somebody who you know meets those criterias and and has the same characteristics and understands what we're really trying to do and i think those are the companies that we're really trying to work with is the the companies who are tra- trying to trade on brand and who are trying to, you know, see the overall long-term vision of what we're trying to bring with them and not just, you know, one post. I love it. So it's, I mean, it's almost like you guys are doing influencer marketing to help each other's audiences grow. And as that audience grows, you can leverage that audience for your own sales, but not so much. I mean, promoting the other company, it's kind of working together to grow each other's audiences, knowing that over the long term, there's a lot you can leverage. Absolutely. And I think there's, there's with the, the athletes, um, there's multiple streams of, of income that could be whatever you want to call them passive um whether that's merch whether that's youtube views whether that's um you know a subscription-based model on their website you know with a paywall of of you know premium content whether that's you know training videos i mean that you could go on whether that's white labeling uh you know coffee creamers mct oil coffee creamers white label to be their brand um so there's a bunch of different ways that um i think we're exploring we're fairly new to what we're doing but i think uh what we're trying to do now is is get the process down with trevor um you know work out all the kinks and everything and then and then really design something for other athletes that's cool yep building out the process the uh the proof is in the pudding once you get it built out i mean then it's to your point it's then just a blueprint that it's it's you can now say this is what we've done this is how we did it bye type of thing i mean how long have you been getting into this now i mean is it was it were you curious before you retired was it yeah definitely and i think that's i just explored all this stuff on my account you know on my social so i would reach out to companies i would say hey listen you know i have whatever ten thousand followers at that time i can get you the eyes of this many people you can send me the product we can work out something um you know so it started with free product and in you know getting free food and g jerky and protein powder and all the free stuff and then kind of explored into um getting paid for those posts and and then i got down to this road where i was getting paid for posts you know of products i didn't really believe in so it was like all right now we're walking down a little bit slippier slope let's start you know let's get back on track of you know finding brands that you really align with or or that you're already using yeah um so that's what i did with myself and then i you know explored different websites for sponsorship deals and and you know contacted other people in the industry who were getting at other athletes deals and i said you know i'll because most of these, most of the agents take you know ten to twenty percent of whatever deal that they're getting you, so they're not working. Uh, it it would be it would be um, no negatives for me to not hire them because you know whatever deal they're bringing me, they're just taking the twenty exactly. percent of that. So I started then I went down that road and, and understood you know what they could do with their relationships and of companies that they're involved with, and so it just kind of played on my account and then uh you know i i would do 
fan interaction giveaway stuff where I would give away a signed pair of cleats and I would give away, you know, signed cards and I would and really saw my account grow from, you know, providing value for my fans based on what I saw that they wanted. So it was just kind of trial and error and, and you know, now we're here. That's cool. What what was it like going from uh, okay, cool, I'm getting free stuff to hmm, I can actually make money. What was that conversation like? Was it I mean, did you have to think it through and really pitch it or was it just like, oh, hey, by the way, it's just going to be this much for a post? And Yeah, it was. It kind of hit me at once. It was like, you know, I was getting free product for whatever, call it mm-hmm. six months. And then, you know, all of a sudden I pitched them on an idea of paying me 500 bucks for a post. And they said yes right away. And I was <laughs> like all right, perfect. Let me try that again. (laughs) So then I, you know, that became my standard of 500 bucks a post. And then, you know, it became 600 and then it was like, all right, I can get all these different companies, but do I really believe in their product? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, no, so I'm not going to do those. So then I increased my price to a thousand and got one company to do it. And then pitch, pitch different companies on a thousand. No thousand. No. Okay. So let's move down. So it's just about, you know, adjusting and seeing what the market is capable of giving you. And then, you know, basing your pricing on, on the companies that you believe in and kind of finding that middle ground. Love it. Did you ever think growing up that you like would ever be able to just post something and get paid a grand to, it's, it's wild. What, uh, yeah, you hear some of these numbers that these influencers are, are making per year. And obviously if you can find, um, you know, a, a, a topic or, or, um, you know, accounts that you want to do, whether that be your passion of traveling or, you know, food, there's people who have food accounts that are making hundred grand a year and they love food. <laughs> like that's the coolest thing in the world. Like what? Yeah. yeah. So it's, but then there's also people who hate doing what they're doing and they are making a hundred grand. They hate their lives. And it's like, you should be doing something totally different, but do you listen to him a lot? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's where a lot of, you know, um, the mindset comes from is, is Gary Vee. You know I mean? He provides so much value and, and a better understanding of the thought process and self-awareness and just the, the key things in life that, you know, truly make you happy. So I think it's, you know, I mean, you could, you could find anything you're, I, I love one of his, one of his lines is, you know, you love star Wars. Like you want to make 50 to $40,000 a year talking about star Wars mazel tov. <laughs> and that's like, that's like one of my favorite lines. Cause he's like, yeah, if that makes you happy, then that makes you happy. So, yeah. I mean, we're in a cool time of, of really when you can make a living doing your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, what, yeah, the type of world that we live in now, I mean, it used to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to even get yourself on video and to even get it out there to people and like literally have it in our pocket now. And it's, it's just, it's, I think a lot of people are going to look back and just wish they would have done it more. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy that, that we could all be our own little TV shows almost like, yeah, it's, it, it is insane. Um, what has been the most interesting that you've learned through this whole process? I and mean, what part of marketing has been like, I guess, mind blowing or, um, I just don't, I think it's a lot harder than what I thought it would be. Um, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. I just think from, from my aspect of it, you know, trying to, cause I, once again, I explored myself probably about a year ago now about, um, doing online lessons. So I would have, you know, um, kids send me videos. I would break it down on slow-mo, compare them to other big leaguers mm-hmm. and just, 
the little traction that I got with that was very like, oh shoot, like this isn't as easy as I thought of just posting a swipe up link and then all these kids are going to come and spend <laughs> yeah. this, like you really have to like split test and you really have to, you know, retarget and you have to, you know, give them a bunch of free information before they're even, you know, trusting enough to mm-hmm. give you their business. So it's like, it's a lot deeper than, you know, surface level, you know, seems like it would be. And so I think that's, that's the biggest thing for me is really what goes into the marketing of it and, you know, how you can really take advantage of that if you know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, we've like we've done tests where it's on a landing page. I mean, A-B testing is everything. I mean, to, not everything, but it helps you move the needle very quickly. I mean, there's been things that we've done where literally just changing a simple button color from like blue to red increased conversion rate by like 50, 60%. And it's like, wait, I mean, you wouldn't even think that, but without it, it's like, cool, there's a win and got a couple more L's after that on tests that we did. But now we got this other win that we tested. I mean, there, there's one thing that I saw that was super interesting. They, uh, someone did uh, an analysis on a web page and they looked at eyes and what you're reading. And literally the only difference was there was one on the left side, a baby was looking at you. And then one, they were off to the side looking down at the content. The one that's looking at you, 98% of the people looked at the baby and only 2% looked at the content. When the baby was looking at the content, it was completely flipped. And that like, I'm literally getting goosebumps from it. Like 98% of the people actually read the content. So just, it's crazy how you could put so much focus into one thing. Like if someone would put all their time into the focus of the content, it's like this image over here, could be the determining factor of whether people actually saw the content and it's it's insane but without setting up the proper tools and and all that stuff it's tough to really figure out what is what is pushing that needle you've mentioned a couple times just the organic side um you've mentioned retargeting and paid i'd love to hear what it what what are you i guess more focused on or what excites you more is it the organic side and getting organic growth or is it the paid side or i I thought it was the organic side um and we've had great impact and we've had great sales from you know the organic side but it's almost like um you know you get tapped like he has whatever eighty-seven thousand followers on instagram so you get tapped out at that at that line where you're only going to sell a certain amount until you retarget to the people who are not following him or you know who are you know we we he has a shirt that's uh we are cleveland and it's like you can be a fan of cleveland but not be a fan of trevor bauer but only we've only targeted and sold to his you know organic following so it's like well if you're not a trevor bauer fan then how are you going to see that shirt yeah and so you know that's that's why we think you know uh retargeting and and um you know putting ads towards people in cleveland area ohio area um would be super important for us yeah you could even i mean on top of just the organic you could target the friends of the people that are following him so the this is such an underutilized i think tactic and it's it's word of mouth on steroids so it's like have you seen those things where your friend likes whatever and that's that's what it is and it's word of mouth so it's like so now you can take it a step further not just target people that are interested in cleveland but maybe you target friends of the fans of his page that are also Cleveland fans and you can set up another audience that are MLB fans another audience that and now you can split test between all these ones so now you're hitting all the friends of his fans but now you're going all right is it because they like the MLB is it because they like him as a player do they like the Indians is it now you can have six or seven different audiences going to test which one works better and then from even within there you could have I mean four or five different pieces of creative running 
that are maybe it's a picture of him maybe it's a picture of Cleveland I mean there's, there's a lot of different things that you can test um, throughout that is there any one thing that you guys have tried to test like what what is I guess the barrier to you guys doing more is it just getting in and doing yeah we haven't done any ads whatsoever so that's where it's like kind of are we ready to dive into that are we willing to Invest. waste the money yes yeah. up front to really learn how yeah. to do it or are we going to hire people who have done this for 10 plus years to uh, really dominate that right off the bat so that's why we're kind of in the pinch yeah. or we hire somebody in house to do those for us as well so yeah. we're exploring all options right now yeah, and yeah. Yep. And like I said, that like that's why I wanted to hear more of what you guys are doing, what you guys have done, what are your pain points now? Because, I mean, I'll throw this out there. You could have in the back of your mind. But, I mean, we could do something where maybe we can do a Zoom call or something where let's pick a different topic every week and do an educational thing. So now you guys can do it in-house. You're not paying someone. If you allow us to use the content, that's exactly what this segment is about is teaching others in the space. I mean, we could edit out all this secret sauce and all that, whatever you got. I mean, we could talk logistics on that end and what actually gets pumped out there. But I mean, we could do something where, yeah, we're essentially hired as teachers, but you're not hiring us. And I mean, we could figure out how to leverage each other's audiences. Cause I mean, it's, if we could say we're doing it with you guys, I mean, that helps us. And it's, we're, we're just all about creating those win, win, win situations. And it's like, to your point, I love the fact that you're like, no, we don't want someone to do this. I want to learn it. Like that's like, okay. hundred percent. Cause like I, then, then whatever the person that we hired goes away, they move to Thailand and I'm like, like, well, what just happened? Exactly. So, and and I've, it's also been a crazy uh, diving into the Shopify world. There's a lot of people out there that are, you know, screenshots 20,000 in drop shipping. And, you know, I could teach you for 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, well, is that guy fake? Probably. Well, this guy wants to teach me for 10 grand, but he, you know, is probably up there you know in the chase heroes and the, and the watchers and the, yep. these guys who actually pump out you know sales and yeah. they are true businesses and then you have another kid that's 18 years old saying that he does 5,000 but he'll teach me for 50 but and I'm like it's just like a very <laughs> tough area to really invest your money in because you don't know what what you're getting so yeah and so what what are you guys trying to get from the Shopify side is it so much how to I guess organize your Shopify store better is it how to just convert more or stronger or just drive more traffic I think it's both because then you know you look at what Shopify offers and they offer uh, you know marketing and email campaigns well now MailChimp doesn't you know go with Shopify because they had some falling out so then you have to you know realize what other uh, mail service you're going to use so just like understanding what Shopify and then you talk about um, the shipping on Shopify and if they do that you know in their Shopify or if you have to add an app in of easy ship and then you know they're hooked up to ups but not fedex and then like there's just so many moving parts of you know one one person will tell me you use paypal one person you use, use stripe and then you're like okay well which one oh you find out this guy that is using stripe or that says to use stripe is in uh you know switzerland uh-huh. and he's doing that because he's in switzerland he wants yeah. to avoid paypal fees but you can't do that in the u.s if you're paying taxes and you have you know a yeah. true business so like there's all these different things that you really have to dive down and really fail at 
to you know understand what really works mm-hmm. and so you know we're, we're constantly in that battle of of seeing what works and what doesn't yeah and that that's why whenever you mention how much we want to lose and i said how much you want to invest because it's it's a learning thing if if i mean if you dump it out there and don't learn anything then i would say yeah you just squandered the money and lost it but if you go oh wow i didn't think about that people aren't looking at this we can do this and as long as you're learning i think it's not so much a loss it's it's more of an investment and that roi will just come down the road is there a particular reason why you guys went shop with Shopify instead of like WordPress or it was uh, it was easier we just hired a, a website developer um, in-house so we're gonna I think we're gonna move it to WordPress and WooCommerce um, but as of right now Shopify just is super easy um, yeah. and we can set up the print-on-demand um, for some of the items that we you know sell you know less of mm-hmm. we set those up on print on demand um, and that works seamlessly with Shopify so where I'm just plugging a, an item on Shopify and it's already hooked up through Printful and some other um, print on demand stuff so it's literally just seamless like it's leave it and, and go so is that is that where you could basically go on to this other site make a design of clothing add it to your Shopify you don't have to pay for inventory until they click buy and basically you're drop shipping but you're your own that's what that is block extra. Dude. oh I didn't even notice that that is sweet and how's how's the quality of everything this so you can pick from like American Apparel next oh, level really? oh yeah some Bella and Canvas is another I'll good one so it's like and you have and like we threw out a Father's Day shirt we threw out a 4th of July shirt so really all our only costs on those are designs yeah and so like you know it's 200 bucks to have the design uh, you know it, it said um, Cleveland of the free and with you know American flag with the city of Cleveland in the background so it's like we put that out and if we sell 500 you know five six hundred dollars yeah. worth those in turn, if, as long as we're breaking even on that, we're gathering the emails, we're gathering the sizes, we're gathering, you know, different stuff that we can use on the back of it to sell the big products that we're putting out. Dude, absolutely love what you just said because, man, so many people focus on the, oh my gosh, I broke even, I'm not making money, or even I lost $5 on the sale, but it's like, okay, but you're not looking at the email that you got. The hardest thing to get someone to do is give you money for the first time. Once you have that, it's so much easier after that, and literally what you're just explaining is looking at the lifetime value of a customer rather than the one-time purchase and it's 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 insane how many people look at i mean i've worked with with bigger companies and and, uh at an agency and stuff like that and even then it's like we'll look at the average order value and it's it'll be like a dollar two more and it's like look we're reaching people that have never dined in at your restaurant and you're breaking even. Yeah, now you should give them even more for the, to return exactly, a second time. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, I, yeah, and then they're like, well, we're breaking even, but then it's like, okay, well, let me ask you this. You guys, great food, right? Great service, yeah. They're gonna come in more than once, right? Well, yeah, okay, well then it's not gonna, It's we don't need to market as much to get them in the second time. The hardest part is the first time. So then it's like, now if we cut that in half and they come in and spend the same, now you just, your margins are double. And it's just, yeah. people just, don't so short term they look at oh I lost money here but it's like well you could have made an extra whatever it is over the course of six 12 months and yeah yeah I watched the uh, the show the profit um, mm-hmm. I think it's on CNBC maybe but he was talking about oh, I is that with Mar- uh, Marcus yeah Dude, I love that show so that guy and then another one uh, he's in the restaurant industry 
John Taffer? Yes, Taffer's yeah. said, said the restaurant thing of, of, you know, the return rate of a customer after three visits is like 85%. Mm-hmm. But he was like, he does everything as far as, you know, first-time customer, you know their first-time customers, give them a white napkin. As soon as you know that they're first-time customers, the, you know, um, the head manager, whatever, comes over and gives them a free entree next time. So now they come in second time, you know that they have the free entree. They use it a second time. To get them to come back a third time, give them a free dessert. So now you know after those three times, now they're a customer for life. And it's like just those little single little tactics, it can make everything. It's huge. And it just goes to show, it's not just, you got a market to get someone in the door the one time. It's it's knowing your numbers and what is that retention rate? What is What does it look like to get a, a a prospect to a, a customer and a customer to a brand loyalist or brand evangelist. I mean, it takes so many sales and now you got them like promoting you and all that. And there's, there's all, what does it take to get from here to here to here to here? And that's, and that was my biggest understanding too, of when I'm really diving into this, instead of it being, you know, a customer being hot and cold, there's that, there's that spot in the middle where you really got to get them warm and then you really got to keep getting them warm. And then, then now they're hot instead of it just being like, all right, swipe up, boom, here it is. And it's like, that doesn't work. Exactly. And, and the beauty about with all these platforms is, I mean, the, how you can set up retargeting is so amazing. I mean, it's like, so there are things that we can do where like we're targeting people that are searching for marketing, marketing, like we had this going right now, people searching on Google for marketing tips. We're then hitting them with a, a trailer of this podcast. And then the people that watch hundred percent, it's a 15 second spot. People that watch hundred percent of it, like don't hit skip in five seconds. We then retarget them and say, Hey, check out our latest episodes. The people that get there to the latest episodes, then we have retargeting that then highlights the most recent episode. And then we update that every week, but there's a lot in between to get them from watching that. And that's where we could run ads that just try and drive people to the latest episode. But it's like, we got to tell them that one, this is a podcast Two, who it's for, what it's about. Then whenever they, they see that we take the people that are engaging and then figure out, all right, well, if you, if you had the chance to skip in five seconds, you watch the full 15, you know that it's this, let's try and show it. And it's, it's all those things in between that, that, yeah, get foregone or lost. But I think the biggest thing for it is we can set up all these audiences. We know exactly who they are, but then it's producing the content that speaks to them that, to get them to the next spot. And that's where my whole background is the Facebook ads, Google ads, the analytics and all that. What I've seen is working with, I mean, even the biggest, I mean, some of the biggest companies, it's, they'll run the same ad for three, six months. It's insane. And so the variable is that creative and that's the thing that's missing. And so that's where, I mean, Andre came in, that's where Colton's helping out. And that's where we're putting a huge focus is, is on the content creation. Cause now we we're even talking about this earlier. It's, it's, it's almost getting to where it's easier to set up all these audiences. I mean, we were running things four years ago where if someone watches one video, we can then show them number two. And then if they watch that show number three, and so you could show a whole five series over the course of 15 second spots, but you're not showing them the next one until they actually watch all that. Google has just now made it to where you can set it up. Like they've built it in and all that. Like it, it took not hacking, but just knowing the system and how to set it up to do that. And it's like, they're figuring out how the value of building up these audiences. Cause at the end of the day, once you know who someone is and what they are, it's easy to have a conversation with them. And that's all this marketing is having a conversation to get them to the next spot. And I think, uh, one thing you touched on is, is creating that, um, content that is, 
unique to that person, I think. And I think, um, you know, this comes to mind when you, you talk about retargeting of, of people who have bought, you know, the Navy shirt mm-hmm. and now we're coming out with a red one and having Trevor have a video saying, listen, I know you bought the Navy one. We're coming out with the red one next week. Just wait. Exactly. You know? and, and that's that d- directly at those people who have bought the Navy one. That, that's what it's all about. I mean, people, it, people think it's, it's creepy. It's whatever. But it, I mean, I think we live in a world where people know that yeah. all, you're all trash. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, it's not, it's not like eight years ago when someone's like, you went and looked at a pair of cleats, those same pair of cleats are falling around. It's like, Oh my God, how are they? Like yeah. everyone knows that you can do that now. And so I think, yeah, producing those con those pieces of content, content that are just super specific to who that audience is and essentially if uh you know we're advertising we're essentially providing what you are looking for exactly you know if that if if we're really doing our job of Mm -hmm. making good merchandise of making good content then we're giving you what you know we think that you really want yeah so it's not you know a scummy way of doing it it's not we're literally giving you what you want Exactly. That's awesome. What are what are you guys doing from an analytics perspective? Do you, do you guys have Google Analytics hooked up to Shopify or? Uh? Uh, so it's nah. all organic right now. We have we have like some um, outside apps to track his um, social you know growth, but mm-hmm. no uh, no Google Analytics or no nothing. That's why. That's why we we, we definitely need help. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, man, it is just. Uh, there's a lot that you guys can do. I mean, there's a lot you guys are sitting on just because just the audiences in your guys' network. I mean, all that. And there's so much that you guys could do. It it, it would be fun to connect if, if it's something you guys want to pursue. It'd be fun to connect and do a learning series or something because you, you guys are sitting on a ton of value. And I think if you guys just get a good strategy in place and figure out how to pull some of these levers, push some of the buttons, I think uh, yeah, you guys can do some real damage. Um, are you... You mentioned video. Are you, is there anything in particular that you guys are looking to do more video of? Uh, I mean, with his media company, they they produce all the content around like um, some of the behind the scenes of the players. So they're doing more like lifestyle, um, you know, the guy's hobbies. They're, he's sitting down with he filmed a series in spring training with 12 other big leaguers. Um, it, it's a series called Bauer Bites. And they sit down for dinner and kind of have conversation about, you know, the, their hobbies, offseason stuff that they do, um, you know, the state of baseball, their favorite minor league stories, just kind of like just having a conversation of providing mm-hmm. the fans you know a little bit more depth of of what you know, th- these guys characters are actually like mm-hmm. um so that's more of what his media company does um and then on his personal side you know just coming up with ways you know to have fan interaction whether that's a question and answer series whether he's you know he's a big uh, drone flyer um oh really yeah, oh yeah is he fa certified I don't know. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> I take that back. Yes, he is. Is he? <laughs> he? He flies like a he flies like a racing drone. Like oh, dang, I didn't even yeah, know they like had quick. this. Oh, he's yeah. It's you know that? it's yeah. wild. So he uh, they have cameras on him too. Yeah, uh-huh. dude. With live stream and he, I mean, he's like quick. First person. Yeah, first person flying. But um, so like producing the content around you know the stadiums and and different events that he goes to like that. Um, so just really kind of figuring out what he wants to do and then reverse engineering and trying to see how we can provide value for fans and and have that engagement those things were 
what the media company is doing. Is he doing that for himself or who, where's that content going? Cause those things where it's taken 12 people and literally the, everything that's outside of baseball, that's just getting to know you that, that is powerful. Like what, what is, how is that content being used? That's, that's the idea about it of, uh, of around his whole, um, media company is called momentum and uh you know essentially what they do is just produce the behind the scenes or or a better perspective on guys who play in the mlb so i think he's in a unique situation now when he where he has you know good relationships with a lot of guys and players in the mlb so um doing you know travel um videos on you know the the travel in the mlb um guys who visit you know coffee shops around every city and just kind of creating the content around that um and right now they're they're just doing con just trying to pump out as much content as possible um whether that's all-star game footage um and they're kind of using that and then a combination of of housing that under their socials watch underscore momentum and then providing that content for the player to be able to use it on his socials as well so it's kind of like doing both and providing the value for the player um, because they're using that player to produce the media mm-hmm. and, the, and the player wants that done because nobody else is doing that for him MLB's not doing it. The the team's not doing it. Unless you're Mike Trout, the you know the top ten yeah. percent of baseball players, they're not creating the the content. And then also too, you don't like I don't want to film a series on myself on what I think are the top whatever five ballparks and put that out myself. That looks kind of yeah. you know not yeah. not good. So if you have a media team that will do that. You know, it's their idea. They're producing the content, and then you're just reposting on your on your platform. You're getting the content. They're getting the content. It's kind of a win win for win-win. both. Win And with that content that you're getting, so this is where I think you should put dollars behind because when you get all right so it's like hey we have all these products you have these but then as you get that out retarget people and show them these once people start seeing the behind the scenes you build a relationship and it's easier to buy from a friend than a stranger so it's like you kind of hey this is who i am get them into your overall funnel and then show them all the products that you have and then once they want i mean using data and building up building up the audiences based off of how much they've consumed then just start peppering them with all these behind the scenes i mean it I know that it's a little bit of everything, but this could be a whole tactic that you guys can use just for that. And then as it's, as, as people see the behind the scenes, they build that relationship, but then you guys could also transition to, as you guys get new products, anything like that, just give a two cents on why, why are you guys even offering? Because if you're offering something you don't even like, I mean, it'll come out, but I think getting, getting someone's two cents on why that, why they're even offering to the world, I think that would go pretty far. And like, just the People love stories. Getting the story about maybe, I mean, how you guys came up with whatever design, like just a 30, 60 second spot on how the idea happened the, the from idea down to now it's available and then give that with the purchase. I think that, I mean, that would go a long way and that would be something that isn't right hook, you know, right hook, right hook and buy, buy this, buy this, buy this. It's a way to show the personality, show the reason why everything was made on all that stuff. And I think that, that alone, once you get people that are watching and consuming, then you retarget the people that are engaging a lot and say, Hey, thanks for watching. By the way, bye now. And then that that's when you go in for the right, you do a lot more jabs with that behind the scenes POVs, the relationship building, and then you go in for the right hook with the people that are 
overly engaging with with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, you'll see it in the conversion rates, and that's where do we do we wait until they've seen three pieces of content, five, ten, and it's that's where we start getting into a lot more the analytics side and and all that A/B testing. Where it's yeah, do we yeah do we show them one piece, five pieces, and what is that point and not only the amount of times, but what is the content that we show? Is it, is it the why? Is it the what? Is it where we got it from? And there's, I mean, there's so many different variables that you can test within that, but I think that would go a long way. And even then it's, as you guys build this up and you do that more, it's helping you guys network more, especially if you're dealing with other players, like you just said, the going to other stadiums, now you're leveraging other audiences to then build yourself up. But then if you guys can create a blueprint blueprint for this that's how you would scale it is like look this is the model that we can do like we already have a ton of behind this, like a lot of content's already produced for you because we already have it and all that stuff and then you guys can just scale the idea that you guys are doing quickly that would be the idea and we're uh in the beginning stages of that yeah, like i, I said it. we're all of it's organic right now and and uh the retargeting and all that kind of stuff is is the direction that we're moving into now. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the beauty of it is you set your own budget. So I mean, that's yeah. You can spend ten grand in one day. Or you can spend fifty bucks, and that's 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 what it's all about. Is where to test and small amounts of budget to find what's working, and then all of a sudden you take that fifty bucks, turn into a hundred, and then that hundred goes into five, and then you just you just grow. And as you're finding success. Oh, it's awesome. So as we kind of, kind of wrap up, there's, there's a lot of good stuff that has been discussed. Um, what I would love to get into is, is, is guac extra. Where did that come from? Like, it's so funny watching how many people repost that. Like it is insane. It's, it's insane. So one, how did that come to be? And two, why do so many people repost it? And yeah. Um, so that came about, I mean, I, I retired three months ago and, my whole social media following was built off of me playing baseball. Mm -hmm. And so then I was stuck in this situation where I wasn't playing baseball anymore. So I just was like, all right, well, I'm just going to document my day. And it kind of just ended up to where I was having Chipotle (laughs) three or four times a week. (laughs) And I was like, you know, let's make some content around this. So I feel one day I feel myself walking into Chipotle and then, you know, somehow I don't even know how it came about. But one day I was just like, I'm going to I think I saw the sign that says guac is extra because (laughs) they used to have to say it two years, three years ago. They used to have to every time you said I want guac, they said, you know, it's extra. And so that's how it used to be. And then they were like, oh, yeah, well, we'll just put up a sign that says it's extra. And so now every time I go in there, I ask, is guac extra? <laughs> and now the, now the same restaurant I've been going into for the last month knows the deal they know I'm, they know what I'm about to say so they're you know they're all about it she loves it she follows me on on Instagram as well so she understands that and then it kind of turned into a marketing style of how can I make this you know go a little bit viral mm-hmm. and you know so then I you know reached out to one one kid I knew and said hey I mean I see you go to Chipotle too like ask if it's extra so he reposted it and then I reposted him and once obviously once people see that you repost other people's stuff they're trying to do that as well so they're like oh I want to get on Tyler's Instagram so I'm going to say is guac extra and it kind of just kept going like that I kept rewarding people for you know uh, 
tagging me in their post because you know I'm hacking their audience, they're hacking mine, so it's kind of like a win-win either way. And then it was like, well, let's let's throw up a Shopify store, <laughs> so yeah. you can get your shirt on isguacextra.com if you would like. And so then it just kind of became this thing of like, okay, well, if I'm doing this for other athletes, I have to have somewhere that I test it myself. Mm -hmm. So then that's how, you know, I made that Shopify store, um, put the print on demand products in there. And so it's just kind of like a way for me to play around with the marketing style and try to, you know, now I'm in the process of, you know, sending the shirts to influencers that I know to try to push those sales and try to just play around with stuff. Yeah. So it's, you know, kind of just That's my cool. way of, of messing around because I don't play baseball anymore. And I don't have that much content. I literally sit at my desk all day <laughs> and do work. So it's like, I have to come up with a way to, mm -hmm. and it's not even just, I'm not even uh, like Gary V's whole thing is don't create, just document. Yeah. It's like, I literally go to Chipotle three, four times a week yeah. and I, document me getting Chipotle and I'm document me drinking coffee every single morning. And so you it's like just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, if you could just document the things and, and put it in a way that people, you know, find funny, find entertaining, provide some value, which I haven't, you know, I don't do on coffee or, or guac, but it's, you know, it's entertaining. <laughs> uh -huh. It's giving people like, Oh, that's what he does. That's yeah. you know what he's doing. So it's just a fun way for me to uh, explore different techniques. Love it. Love it. You're literally a marketer at heart. I mean, yeah, I mean, totally. It's just the, hmm, we go into here and then see that it creates some attentions. How do we leverage it? It's awesome. Like you're, yeah, you're going to, you're going to kill this. I mean, once you start learning a bit more, I mean, you're brand new into it. Like you have, you have, I mean, you have the mind for it. Just after I don't hearing know, a lot. I don't know many things, but I'm willing. To, I'm willing to learn. Yeah, and and just the the dedication to learn, and it sounds like you have a passion for it as well. And so, yeah, I mean, it'd be awesome if we could get something going where we teach. But if not, it's gonna be so fun watching your guys' growth because it's gonna be huge. I mean, yeah, you just you know it. I appreciate it. So well. I appreciate your time coming on. I before before you take off, would love to uh, give you the opportunity to highlight everything you want to highlight. Where can people find you? Where what social channels do you want to direct people to? For sure, I think you can find me on Instagram, um, Tyler Wagner. And then, if you would like to buy the shirt, you can go to isguacextra.com. Boom! Perfect. Appreciate it, man. Sweet.